I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. It's time to get outside. This is KSL Outdoors, brought to you by Trax Power Sports. Two hours of stories and information on hunting, fishing, and high adventure. Our host is Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio. Welcome back. Nice to have you for another week here of KSL Outdoors Radio. Tim Hughes, Russ Smith from uh, Skycall Satellite in studio, and I'm glad you're here today. Glad to be here. Navadomskis is on the road up in uh, Canada, hopefully still with us. Have we got you, Navi? Hello, Mike. Navi, are you there? He's working the room. <laughs> he may be working the room. I'm going to uh, bring in our uh, next guest. And uh, I mentioned a minute ago that uh, on last week's show, if you were listening, I had John Kirk on with us from the Sportsman's Expo. And he mentioned that Jared Johnson would uh, have some time for us this week. So we're going to talk Expo, but we're also uh, going to be uh, talking fishing today. Jared, good morning. Good morning, Tim. How are you? Doing fantastic. How long have you been involved with the Expo? Uh, About 20 years. This is year 20 for me. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, and you got put in charge of uh, emceeing the uh, theater there. It, for people that haven't been, or maybe they haven't been in a while, explain to them what that area is all about during the run of the expo, which is the 16th through the 19th. Absolutely. The Adventure Theater, which is located at the center on the back wall, is a theater that hosts the best speakers in our mountain states on fishing and hunting. So we'll have topics for folks like Strawberry and Flaming Gorge Reservoir, Lake Trout and Kokanee. We'll have Al Morris doing predator hunting and and elk. We'll have Maven Optics, who is an up-and-coming optics company out of Lander, Wyoming. They'll be there giving away a pair of binoculars and a rangefinder at their event while they speak. I mean, really covering some of the best topics. And as far as the fishing side goes, which is what I'm heavily involved in, we've got every lake and every species pretty much covered this year. It's going to be a great event. You were giving me, uh, giving all of us a little bit of uh, your background before we jumped in to record. Uh, Get plug in here for your businesses. I was uh, interested. I actually own, I've been doing this a long time. I've been in the industry a long time on the fishing tackle and rod and reel side. I own Rocky Mountain Tackle and Freshwater Basics. Crystal Basin Tackle and co-owned Velocity Fishing International, which is a rod company. So well-known throughout the Western U.S., uh, well-known throughout really the Western Hemisphere in freshwater, cold water fishing for for trout, salmon. Um, It's been a real fun adventure, and we actually put in the biggest booth at the ISE show as far as retail-wise for fishing tackle and and that, you know, both warm and and cold water fishing uh, located right across from the theater. So we're excited every year. This is our our last show, my home show. So finishing up the show season is awful nice to sleep in my own bed for a change. (laughs) I'm sure that's true. Uh, I was hoping that we could maintain our signal connection with Navidomskis, who is up uh, in Banff right now doing some skiing at the Sunshine Resort. But you said you've got a Canadian connection too? I do. We actually, my wife and I, we have a condo, uh, and I'm the president of the ownership group of Dockside 29 and Telegraph Cove on Vancouver Island. So it's the northeastern end 
on Vancouver Island in BC, and we spend a lot of time up there. And I, I enjoy the ling cod. That's kind of my passion, and the salt is ling cod. But of course, we do, you know, salmon and halibut and prawns and crabs and basically anything you can wrap your your head around in that that Alaska BC waterway. If it if it swims, I, I generally go for it. Ah, that's not a bad gig either. Does that Very sound nice. good? Sounds Just being great. there would be nice. Yeah. Uh, John Kirk last week described you as a uh, a kokanee specialist, and I'm intrigued to hear your thoughts on kokanee because they really have caught fire when it comes to people loving to catch them. Uh, first of all, they're fun to go after, you, you know, uh, strawberry, but is one of the places I've actually caught them, and they're actually getting them through the ice this mm, year up nice. there. But uh, they're planting them. The Division of Wildlife is actually planting them in other places because the demand is so high from fishermen right now. Absolutely. Well, it's one of those fish that when you, you sit back and look at it, A, like you, you covered, they are awful. They're just a lot of fun to catch. I mean, somebody once described them as a ball of dynamite, you know, wrapped up in the end of your line where, you know, they're fun to catch. They're phenomenal table fare to take home. Uh, for those who don't know, a, so- uh, a kokanee is just a landlocked sockeye. Yeah. So those of us that are catching sockeye in the ocean, it's it's basically just genetically the same, um, a little bit smaller version in, in our lakes. And you're absolutely right. The division has done a wonderful job. Um, our anglers in the state have supported through license purchasing and, and chasing these fish. I've never seen so many rigged boats for kokanee in my life. But <laughs> if you go to Fleming Gorge and Strawberry and Fish Lake, and there's a number of lakes now. Starvation has kokanee in them. Jordanelle has kokanee in them. Uh, there's there's a lot of fisheries that people might maybe even just pass over on their way to the bigger bodies of water like Flaming Gorge and Stra- in Strawberry, but there's a lot of a, a lot of opportunity there, and I'll be covering a lot of that in my seminars with International Sportsman's Expo, um, as you stated, March 16th through the 19th. I do um, a seminar on Thursday and Sunday about advanced rigging, as far as you know, let's come in and see how to catch these fish, and we're going to go through step by step what will improve your catch rates. And then on Friday and Saturday, I'll cover the top Utah waterways in Flaming Gorge and Strawberry Fish Lake and, and some others to maybe help put those who are looking to chase these kokanee into a better position to be successful. Yeah, you do need a little downrigger uh, that you can get down where you need to be to get them. Uh, and, Russ, it's probably been a while since you've been up to Strawberry, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, n- number Fishing, of years. Yeah. It's been quite a while. Uh, since the kokanee it sounds thing, to me like, it sounds to me like, Tim, we need to get you two on I the boat so. and go up there and play a little bit. I, I know. So. And if we can make that happen, you just signal the day. We'll yeah. be there. But it's something. No, we'll do it. It's, we, we need to do it. it yeah. It's something that, uh, you know, with the fisheries we have here in Utah and throughout the West, we're really blessed to have the division and, and the ability and the circumstances, fingers crossed this year with the water we're receiving. Yeah to really continue to improve not only our our drought situation but really you know the habitat for these fish and and the feed it's it's going to be a really good year. Yeah. Uh, it's something to sit there on the back deck of uh, Strawberry Marina and just watch this parade of boats yeah. that are right in the middle going back and forth at what 8 or 10 miles an hour something like that. Uh and and no, just No, it at 1 1.5 miles an oh, hour. Oh, that's slow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but, they're trolling. Eight or ten, eight or ten, we'd be doing some some bluefin marlin or <laughs> or some tuna out on the coast there, Tim. I I think that would if you're trolling for kokanee at eight miles an hour, that that might be the the new 
you know, topic of discussion yeah. in the theater. Well, that might be uh, why I haven't had such great success out there, too. Um, but it, it is uh, a different way of fishing and, and quite relaxing, I think, actually. Uh, so if you've you know, got, if you've you got the right if you've the got down, the if you've got the boat in the right gear, it can be fun. It can. When you stay to downriggers, I mean, with the downriggers, it gives you that controlled depth fishing. You've got the right rod and the right downrigger. You get your gear down. It's nice to sit back and have a drink in your hand and you know enjoy the company you're with and watch those fish strike and jump out of the water. And it's just really uh, it's really a fun thing to have that you know right at right at our fingertips you know here in Utah. So. We're looking forward to seeing everybody at the ISE show. It's, it's always a big event to basically cap off our winter going into spring. All of us are getting cabin mm-hmm. fever, and I think we're, we're, we all enjoy having, having this chance to, to interact with one another at the show. Yeah. Russ, I'm, I know you've got memories of being out there at ISE. We've been out oh, there yeah, doing broadcasts yeah, right, and stuff. Right. Uh, but especially for the kids, the, uh, the uh, youth fair is going on yeah. again this year where they can go out and have all kinds of great outdoors they can, experiences. They can climb on well, the machines. youth fairs. Go ahead. The, the youth fairs greatly expanded too, Russ. I mean, it's. I mean, yeah. they, every year they do a good job. I mean, let's let's face it. Every year I see tries, you know, to really do a good job for the youth. But this year with the new pond and the climbing walls and the face painting, yeah. and then there's a number of different outfits that are there doing you know youth specific things to teach them about the outdoors and different opportunities they have not just with fishing um it's an area that is always bustling with excitement and our youth can come in and with ISE letting them in at no charge Mm. it's really something that that families should come down and take advantage of yeah by the way it's 14 dollars for adults and free for youth under 16 an active military uh, with uh, military IDs. Perfect. So, yeah. Some great ideas. March 16th through the 19th, Mountain America Expo Center. It's the 24th annual Utah International Sportsman's Expo. Jared, thanks. We're going to take you up on that offer uh, somehow. We'll stay connected and uh, look for the opportunity. Definitely uh, want to do Maybe that. May or June, depending on what it looks like up there, and uh, see if we can get up. I think, I think we need to set it up. Sounds fantastic. And just one last thing, make sure everybody goes and looks not only online, but on sportsexpos.com, you can get some discount tickets oh, so you're not paying full price yeah. at the door. That's a good tip. Uh, Jared Johnson, thanks. Have fun down there. Take care, Tim. Have a great day. Thanks, you Jared. too. Uh, we got to take a break. We'll come back. Maybe we can reconnect with Navinovskis, hopefully, and uh, see if we've got some fish bites. He wanted to talk to us about kokanee. We'll yeah. learn a little bit more about the species itself with fish bites. Coming up next, stay with us. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Black and blue with a hand yellow, the blue gill boogie. Your little boogie. blue gill boogie yellow today blue on uh, Fish Bites. And we have reestablished our connection with uh, Navinovskis up there in uh, Mars, Canada. Canada, yeah. Yeah, you missed our conversation, unfortunately, with uh, Jared Johnson. But he uh, has things all ready to go for the Sportsman's Expo. He's a big kokanee guy. And he invited us, by the way, Navi, to go to uh, Strawberry yeah. on his boat and catch some kokanee this summer. 
That would be so good. Nothing goes better in my Traeger than salmon. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, it's great stuff. Um, can we talk kokanee for a minute? You've explained why these guys all come out of the water pretty much looking like a uh, photocopy cookie cutter. Right, right. These guys are four years old exactly, okay? That's their life expectancy. And they run as a generation. So once they hatch a smolt, they stay together literally their whole lives. And um, they don't affect any of the fisheries in Utah. I know people complain they compete with the trout. They don't complain in any, uh, compete in any way. And the reason why is they eat krill, which mm-hmm. is uh, basically a plankton-like shrimp, which is just loaded with omega-3s. And that's why salmon is arguably the best eating food you could eat in your life. And also they carry zero mercury. So these guys are, you know, if you eat them, you're not going to affect them because there's so many. And they all, like I said, they all are born together and they all die together. And um, it's a four-year trek. And then uh, on, on the, the last year they get up, up the streams, um, and the males turn incredibly dark, uh, salmon color, obviously. And they're beautiful. And in Alaska, they call them reds. Ankarhijus nurka. This is a sockeye salmon, okay? And uh, fisheries interior, when I say interior, I mean not the coast, have realized that they're beneficial to the fishery because they don't compete with the salmon, well, with the, the trout species at all. And what they do is they put back all that refuse. So by a lot, the, their bodies decay and their roe goes in and it's protein after protein. So all those nutrients that they absorb in the way of krill gets put back in the fishery in the form of body biomass that trout absolutely love. And they're great for anglers, um, and they all feed in the same water column. So when, if and when we go out with your friend on the boat, we'll be fishing at a depth that that will be actually kokanee-specific, okay? Yeah. Trout are going to be near the bottom. There'll be a different depth, but the cokes all run exactly the same level, and it's not even the same level as trout. So you can really you can really specifically target them when you're fishing in a large lake area. Now, they do fine in the ocean, obviously, but they do well in larger lakes that have tributaries because they got to run upriver on that fourth year and spawn. And then within two weeks of their death, um, well, in two weeks of their spawn, they die. And um, they, they ascertain the location through odor, through smell. So they're born within six feet of where well, they die within six feet of where they're born. Really? So, pretty amazing fish, yeah. Oh, let me ask you a dumb question, but that's what I'm here for. Uh, <laughs> could you take one of the kokanee, say, from strawberry that's been planted here and put it in the ocean and it would grow to the size of the others or no? Well, it would. It depends how old it is. If you put it in as a smolt, it would absolutely reach the length of a, of a, uh, a sockeye salmon. Um, but if you put it in like in its second year, then it's going to be stunted based on the growth years, mostly the first year. Hmm. But absolutely, they get larger because of, well, the calories that are available, but mostly the size of the ocean. But they don't get large. I mean, if you get a seven-pound kokanee, that's a large guy, yeah. even for the ocean. Yeah. Uh, Jared was mentioning how much fun they are to catch, though. They're, they're pretty explosive. As, as you like to say about whitefish, they have shoulders, and they really give you a battle. Well, they go really hard, and if you get them in their fourth year, they don't eat. So what they do is they they uh, digest literally their digestive tract. So the stomach and all the intestines are no longer useful 
that becomes their energy source. So even up until the day they die, they're just bursting with energy. And they swim at such a fast pace that they just take off. And that's the jerk that people like to feel when they try to catch them on a rod. Mm. All right. Uh, there's your fish bites. That's a perfect uh, lead into having more conversations in the next half hour with Randy Opplinger. He's going to be talking about three water bodies that are, uh, they've got some projects going on. They've got some tagged fish that they're telling people, if you catch one with a tag, you want to keep them because you're part of the research uh, program at that point. We'll tell you where that's taking place. And in one case, I think Flaming Gorge, there's actually a $50 bounty Mm -hmm. if you catch one of those uh, small Lakers up there with uh, a tag on it. We've got an ABC News update coming up next, however, and then hour number two of the program, so don't go away. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.